So hello and welcome to this first episode of our three-part podcast series on corporate innovation. I'm Didier Bonnet, an Executive Vice President at Capgemini Invent. The recent pandemic has really highlighted how innovation can substantially speed up when there is really an urgent focus on AdCom. And in this case, we had a very precise AdCom. But it's quite unclear whether this focus will survive uh, our return to some form of corporate normality. Uh, we certainly all hope so, uh, but, but time will tell. In any case, digital technology has opened a, a myriad of opportunities for innovation, from changing the way that we interact with customers, to improving our operation, to even changing our, our business model. Many new innovation sources have emerged in the last few years that provide new opportunities to create value. But to capture this value, organizations need to align the way they innovate to the new realities of the digital world. So the key question uh, is how can corporations adapt their innovation system to take advantage of this new value creation opportunity? So to discuss this question, I'm joined by two very special guests, and together we'll examine the findings and implication of the report recently published by Capgemini Invent and MIT called Lifting the Lid on Corporate Innovation in the Digital Age. And incidentally, this year uh, marked the 10th anniversary of the uh, research relationship between Capgemini and MIT. So it's a great time. So Neil and Carol, I'll let you introduce yourselves. Thanks, Didier. So I'm Neil Thompson. I'm an innovation researcher at MIT, uh, joint between the Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Lab and also on the Initiative on the Digital Economy. Prior to being here, I was an assistant professor at the Sloan School of Management at MIT. And prior to going to academia, I was a management consultant for three years in London, uh, Johannesburg, and Sydney. Hello, everyone. My name is Carol Bitter. I lead the innovation and strategy practice at Capgemini Invent and also Fahrenheit 212, our innovation consulting arm here in the UK. So let's start this first episode by looking what has really changed in corporate innovation in the digital world. And, and Neil, what were the main findings for the research? So I think that one of the most interesting things that we saw was a change in the ambitions that firms had with respect to their own innovation. And, and let me put this into perspective for you, because I think this, this shift is, is quite remarkable. So back in 2012, uh, there were a number of researchers in the Harvard Business Review published an article where they said firms were investing too little in transformative innovation. They were, they were investing primarily in sort of incremental stuff, like little changes to your existing products, nothing that would really change the value proposition substantially. And they said, look, right now you're investing too much in that incremental. We, we want to encourage you to invest more and get up to like 30% of your innovation budget should be going towards transformative projects. And in particular, they said 10% should be like very transformative. Then another 20% should be sort of moderately, so you know, substantially transformative, but not of the same scale. And so that was sort of a call to arms to say, let's invest more. Let's take these bigger incremental steps. Well, boy, have firms followed in that path. So in our research, what we can see is that now firms are investing only about 40% of their innovation money in these incremental ones. All of the rest is going to more transformational things. And in fact, 25% of their money is going to very transformational things. And so I think that really is firms saying, we don't want to be disrupted. We want to figure out what is going to be the next business model, what is going to be the next key product in the, the path of our industry, and they want to get there first. That really resonates with what I kind of see on the front lines. 
to maybe oversimplify a little bit, uh, the first wave of digital transformation in hindsight looks a lot like just catching up with digital natives. Um, and I think the next period is going to be much more exciting and transformative as companies use these emerging technologies and their scale to completely reinvent their business model altogether. From my perspective, the biggest shift is from, uh, you know, what we all call digital transformation to, uh, to what we see now, which is the need and the ask for business model transformation. And I could probably give, I could probably give an example in every sector, but, uh, just looking at retail, uh, energy and utilities, where to date, most of the digital technologies are, are being harnessed to, uh, make the more, the current business more efficient. Uh, and the, but they're still largely competing on on lowest price, uh, which is devaluing the sector uh, across the board. And I, and I think in the next generation, we'll see bringing in the capability to learn to harvest the data, develop new products and services tailored to very tight verticals. Um, so again, shifting the business model through technology versus just using the technology to make their existing business model more efficient. That's also what I've seen, Carol. It's, it's very true that we, we've been through a phase where it was really more about using technology or digital technologies to sort of make your customer experience a little bit better, but to some extent modernizing the existing, you know, what you, you weren't changing really your business model or even your products sometimes. Um, I think what we're seeing now, and, and certainly that's what we heard in the interviews was that, you know, it's really hard to be incremental when you're looking at technology like AI or machine learning or IoT, uh, because these are really creating new possibilities and very often starting to scratch your existing business model because because the opportunities are, are, are not just uh, you know a small improvement from what you're doing they're really a step change in how you know with the case of IOT you can run your operation or with or with the case of, of machine learning how you can make better decision uh, at the front end so that that to me is also what's really driving some of this shift that we're seeing in towards much more uh, transformational possibilities. But I think with that move to this transformational possibilities, I think there's also a capability challenge, right? So one of the things we asked these 300 companies in our survey was when you're doing innovation projects, like how much at the frontier are you of that, of the technology and the, the stuff that you're actually trying to implement? And what we see is that only 9% of the cases did firms say, like, we are the clear leaders in this area, you know, we, we can implement this better than others. Another 40% of the time they said, well, we're about equal to the other leaders in the area. But more than half of the time they said, actually, we're just sort of average. There are other people in this field who are clearly better than us. And so when you think about reinventing your business model with some of these new technologies, you have this possibility that if you don't have the capabilities internally to do that well, you may actually have a real disadvantage in that next step of whatever that new business model is. And I think that's why it's putting, it puts so much onus uh, on, on CEOs and on leadership teams to really have a point of view on what their business model is going to be and what their role in this new um, ecosystem that they're going to live in, uh, what that role is going to be. Um, because it's only through that lens that I think you get the competence to, to start to be clear about what the critical competencies are that you need. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, Carol, because I, I think it's sort of, to some extent, putting back some of the uh, emphasis on, on the strategy part, right? You need to put this strategy filter where you're actually saying, which capabilities are, are, are going to allow us to differentiate and where do we want to differentiate? Uh, uh, and, and that's going to be different depending on your strategy. It's going to be different by industry probably, but it's a critical component 
to make sure that as you as you build your your innovation capabilities, you know exactly what you need to acquire and what you don't. Because in some areas, uh, even in in the case of machine learning, for instance, you can get um, you know machine learning capabilities on on, on the managed services uh, basis, for instance. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, you know, we've just gone through a big shock in the world through through this pandemic. And I was listening to many of the CEOs as they were responding. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting how many of them, after the first two-week period of, of just responding to the health and safety and the immediate crisis, how many of them immediately leapt to recalibrating what, uh, what the future was for them and for their company and what their role in that is. And I think that says a lot about how important it is to, to really know what your strategy is and be able to adapt um, quickly. And I think the second thing that I saw is really getting back to key differentiators, right? I heard a lot of CEOs just describing it as getting back to the basics. Where is it their differentiation comes from uh, so that they can make sure that as they move forward, they're accelerating behind that bit of their business? One thing that also helps in terms of thinking about this this need to adapt is this broader scale of saying how much big corporations are changing. And so, you know, if we look back over the last three or four decades, there's been a real acceleration in how much the biggest firms are being displaced. And so I think that really speaks to this idea that, um, you know, obviously with COVID, it's a bigger adaptation in the short run, but that even more generally, firms are having this question of how do I adapt to new technologies, new markets, uh, new products that are coming out in such a way that I can remain a leader in my field and that, that that's actually getting considerably harder. And, and to give you just, you know, a scale of that, um, back in 1960, uh, the firms that were on the S&P 500 on average had been there for 60 years. Today, they've only been there for 20 years. And so there's just been a huge drop um, in how long you get to stay at the top. And that's, I think, is one of the things that's pushing people towards these more transformative innovations to try and adapt. And I think it's also moved it from an intellectual exercise to quite a personal and emotional one, right? Um, there's a very difference, I think, a big difference between understanding this acceleration and feeling it firsthand, I think. Absolutely. So I think what, what we've basically said is that, you know, one, is strategy is not dead, and two, it has to be very, very tightly linked to your innovation uh, uh, schedule and innovation architecture. So I think that's, that's all we have the time uh, for in this first episode. So I want to thank Neil and Carol very much, and thank you everyone for listening. Uh, please join us in the next episode where we'll take a closer look at creating an effective innovation architecture, which is critical to, to make what we've said a reality. And please don't forget, if you want to know more about the research, you can download a full copy of our joint report with the MIT from our website at capgemini.com. Thank you for listening again and stay safe, everyone.